800 bets off. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back. Five minutes after the hour of 11, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Coming up in 20 minutes, our friend Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. About 20 minutes after that, 15 or thereabouts, Claxon's uh, giveaway uh, will open up the phones to four of you who haven't played or won Claxon's in the last month and give you an opportunity to win a $35 gift certificate or 25 Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Dave Sproul covers Iowa State for KASI 1430 on the AM dial in Story County. Hello, Dave Sproul. How are you? Well, I'm still a little mad about the way that Twins game ended yesterday. But other than that, I'm okay. You know what? Let's start there because if I was a Twins fan, I'd be <laughs> apoplectic myself. Colomay, instead of going to first base, taking the sure out, goes to second. Kepler, you're a major league outfielder. Catch the damn ball, would you please? Gets over his head. They award uh, Yelich with a single. It's not a single. It was a, a, was a, a home score uh, keeper that gave him a single instead of an error. Um, should, twins should be... Off on the right foot. I get it's only one game and it's easy to overreact, but that one's if after you waited all year, Dave Sproul, to get that close and have it taken away from you, right? And here comes Hater. Bing, bang, boom. Game over. Yeah, yeah, that that was a rough one to take. I, I'm, I guess I'm not uh, as angry at uh, Kepler as, as you might be, but uh, that Colome play, man, that's just baffling. He's a, it's not like he's some rookie who doesn't know, right. you know, on field situations like that. So, but. Uh, that was particularly egregious in my book. But you know what? At the end of the day, they hit the ball well. Oh, you know what? The big story, though, and Trent, Josh Donaldson, yeah. right? He never even got to put on his glove and take his place at the hot corner, and he was already headed to the injury list. Yeah, that, that stinks, too. And uh, I, hopefully it's not uh, anything that's a recurrence of the calf that's given him problems. I guess it's more of the hamstring, so hopefully it'll be. A, a relatively short-term deal, but uh, yeah, they're going to need, need that bat in the lineup for sure. And that glove, you know, that left side of the infield with him and Andrelton Simmons supposed to be yeah. locked down. So yeah, that that was something that they were really relying on and uh, didn't work out yesterday, that's for sure. Trent, do you want to opine on the Twins or are you looking to move on? Well, a, a day off today, back out of the weekend, they'll get them back. They're going to be fine. I am... I'm not hitting the panic button yet. One game game one. <laughs> not going to do it. I'm going to remain optimistic and... Uh, well, we got a lot of chirpy White Sox fans here in the building. They I got me too. Yeah, they did. And I got a buddy that's a White Sox. I'm pretty heavily invested now in the Twins. Instead of going through the sports book, I uh, went and just made a bet with Roberts yesterday. Oh, did you? And uh, yeah, having some fun in that direction. They'll be fine. I'm, ultimately, at least that's what I'm telling myself right now. Dave, we'll see. We'll talk next week and see if we're, we're in the same boat there. Let's get to Iowa State, <laughs> though. And it's spring football time. Will we see this team, though? Will Will the fans, more importantly, see this team this spring? That's a great question. 
My bet would be against it. I'm thinking 60-40 against uh, yeah. in my book right now. I think if you gave just about any coach, and I think Matt Campbell would be high on the list of these types of coaches, the opportunity to hide their team from the public yeah. at all times, he would love to do that. And and not that they don't enjoy playing in front of fans and, you know, game days in the fall, I, they, they relish that opportunity and love being in front of fans there, but – for something like spring practice or any kind of practice, they, they don't want any uh, extra eyeballs uh, out there looking at what they're doing and giving away their quote-unquote secrets. I don't know what kind of secrets they think they're keeping. But anyway, uh, I, I think if, if Matt Campbell had his way, there probably wouldn't be a spring game. I think maybe he could be talked into it just from a, a standpoint of, look, let's let's give the fan base something here in the spring to, yep. uh, you know, get excited about. And so maybe that might sway him. And then maybe it's ultimately not his decision. Maybe the athletic department says, you know, we need this. We need to reach out mm-hmm. to our fans and, and give them something to watch. And maybe that'll win the day. But I, I'm more inclined to think, well, if they can keep it behind closed doors uh, in every possible way, they'll, probably do that. I, I couldn't agree with any with uh, any more with anything you just said. It's exactly what have been my take. He might be, you know, the athletic department might nudge him a little bit, but he doesn't want to do that. Hell, he doesn't even like putting it on Cyclones TV. They don't even show anything, uh, or very little. Uh, they could broadcast the game for crying out loud, but they decide not to do that. I'm not even sure there's going to be a game. I think, what do they do? They let the Cyclone Club in, or there's a few uh, donors that get an opportunity to go watch practice. On the other hand, they had fans that were able to see them last fall uh, unlike the Big Ten where their fan base couldn't uh, get in at any of the stadiums so I get why Nebraska's doing it I get why Ference is going to do it a couple of times allow fans in um, but anyways let's move on so what have you heard uh, as far as uh, the Zoom opportunities with some of the assistant coaches I know the linebackers uh, they were in the spotlight early in this week any news come from anything in the football department so far? Nothing too earth-shattering. Uh, we, we'd heard, you know, offensive line coach Jeff Myers also spoke with the media this week. And, uh, of course, uh, with uh, with Downing, you know, getting that injury last season. And we knew he'd be back. Matt Campbell spoke a little close to a month ago about him being full goal for practice, and that's been the case so far. And he talked a little bit about the, the rehab process and, you know, how much it stunk to be sitting on the sidelines, but he tried to stay engaged as much as he could. Now he's He's back at full speed for a spring practice. So that's certainly good news for that offensive line. We knew they were bringing a lot back, and it's just, it's like everybody in the room, not just the starters who are coming back, but even the, the two deep guys are pretty much all back for that unit. So there's going to be a lot of depth and a lot of a talent there. And, you know, the same with the linebackers. you got some, some guys coming back there who have shown, you know, they are on par with anybody yep. in, in the Big 12. So they're obviously those coaches are feeling pretty good about the groups that they have here, at least to start the spring. You know, speaking of the linebacker group, and I know Tyson Veet, the uh, linebacker coach, talked earlier in the week. Mike Rose, he came back because ultimately he wants to play in the league. What can be done this spring to help mm-hmm. elevate his game? He's a, a great collegiate linebacker. Tackling machine. Yeah. What what can be done to improve upon what's a great college linebacker? You know, it's interesting. I think Mike Rose was the only starting uh, linebacker that didn't really get talked about. There weren't really any questions about him yeah. because <laughs> there are never any questions about Mike Rose. You just know what you're going to get out there every time. He's going to go out there. He's going to give you a great effort. He's going to play smart. And he's going to play hard. And he's going to get the job done. And so I think, we're, you know, we're at the point now where we just take it for granted. He's going to do all those little things every day to go, to make himself better. And, you know, the results definitely show up on the field with him. 
Yeah, they really do. I mean, maybe get a little faster, but I don't know how you do that. How do you teach speed, right? I mean, how do you? He, he's so damn uh, such a good player between the years. Look at his career. He started as a freshman for crying out loud, uh, and and hasn't missed a beat yet. You looked at some of the mock stuff throughout the season last year. And, you know, the, the defensive player of the year in the Big 12, for whatever reason, wasn't showing up in any of that. I wonder what the NFL not has against them, but I wonder what the hurdle will be for him getting there. Let's go to the basketball program, Dave. Uh, boy, they should sell a lot of programs at Hilton this coming fall and into the winter months. If nothing else, this roster is going to, I think, look nothing like the way it ended. We already know three have gone out. We know the two are coming in, and they're, n- they're nowhere near being finished. This is going to be an entire roster makeover, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right, you know, they've already three guys have already uh, left via the transfer portal, and you know, when T.J. Hasselberger talked to the media yesterday, he talked that that the roster situation is still in flux, as he put it. And I got the impression this is more my interpretation, really, than anything he specifically said. I, I don't think he was just talking about transfers who were going to come in. That there might still be a possibility of somebody deciding to leave. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get into specifics on that, and so and I'm not saying that I know anything or that something is definitely going to happen. So I wouldn't be totally shocked if maybe there's one more guy who transfers out. But definitely there's going to be more guys who probably transfer in, uh, as we've seen two already. And there's, you know, three guys going out. So there's, you know, at least one or two roster spots that uh, remain open, uh, especially with one of the guys who had verbally uh, committed uh, deciding to to opt out or or look elsewhere for for a place to play. So uh, there there is that. Uh, You're going to see, um, you know, I heard – Heard you guys talking about the the big man uh, coming in from Denver, who mm-hmm. sounds like a more traditional post up guy who's going to play, you know, is going to live in the low block, uh, get shots from close range, maybe block some shots, play some defense, and and do the traditional, you know, four five type power forward center type position uh, things. But you know, the the foreigner, the the European guy they brought in, I shouldn't say foreigner, that kind of is a bad connotation, but the, the European, the, the Washington they State, brought in, yeah. yeah, from Washington State, uh, Jazz, as they call him, uh, you know, he's a guy who we talked about last week, sounds like more of an outside shooter, even at his size, and, you know, Xavier Foster is going to bring that size, too, I was listening to you guys moments ago talking about him, he's a little bit of a non-traditional big, too, in that he's very athletic and he can step outside and shoot a little bit. So this is going to be a bigger roster and maybe more physical if T.J. Otzelberger wants it to be, but I'm not sure if it's going to be an old-school, grind-it-out you know, type of a two-guard or traditional two-post kind of look because they're going to have some, uh, some versatility uh, on the front line as well. What about Blake Hinson? Where does so he far, fit So far, so good, I think. Yeah. He, I saw a quote from T.J. talking about they're still learning more about the medical side of it. He had a Zoom meeting with Hinson's parents down in Florida. Mm. It's, boy, this is one of the weirder just circumstances overall. Guy that transfers in, not able to play, then goes home to Florida, then comes back. Just, this has been wild turns seemingly all the time for Blake Hinson. Yeah, and, but it sounds like he's on, on a good track, or at least, you mm-hmm. know, the, the first impression that TJ Altoberger walked away with is, is very, very positive. He went on at some length yesterday about how positive Hinton's attitude is and he being an energy giver, as Otzelberger put it. So obviously TJ has a very positive impression. And I think, again, this is an interpretation for me in this case. It sounds like 
Hinton is going to stay instead of trying to move on, go somewhere else. And if if his health allows, he'll return to Ames. It sounds like, at least from this point, uh, just the way Otzelberger was gushing about him. And he couldn't really get into, obviously, the, the medical aspect of it and what whatever it was that kept him out of last season. But also, you know, that the whole attitude and, and the positive way Otzelberger was talking about Hinton makes me think they must feel pretty positive about the, the, the prospect of him returning to the court and being able to to play in the not-too-distant future. You know, I got the same impression, Dave. That, that was my takeaway as well, that uh, things are going to work out there with him. And again, I you know, I, didn't, I don't claim to say I saw him a lot a couple of years ago at Ole Miss, but watched him a couple of times and uh, and, and remembered him on the floor. So I think he certainly can't hurt uh, at Iowa State. What we're, what we're starting to, I think, um, uh, come to realize is, is this team is, and it can't be any worse. I mean, they didn't win a game, <laughs> but the, I, I think that there's going to be some, some, more, maybe more than you would have normally would have thought. Uh, cold nights in the winter or afternoons walking out of Hilton, uh, that you've seen your team win as opposed to, you know, another disappointing season on the heels of an offer, uh, in the proms year. I think with the circumstances being the way they are, the roster is going to change significantly. I'm not saying they're going to be the win the Big 12. I'm not, but they're going. It, it, they're, there's going to be maybe more good nights uh, at Hilton than you would have anticipated had this been a normal year. And, and I think as much as anything, too, and I think Iowa State fans, you know, appreciate this uh, that they're going to walk out of Hilton even after some losses, feeling better about the team than they did last season because they're going to be more competitive and maybe you know go out there and and play in a way that makes you think. Well, they're more connected they, they have a better idea of what they're doing what their coach wants from them and how to you know work together on on the court because it sounds like what Otzelberger is doing with the guys he's bringing in is kind of shaping the roster to the kind of style he wants to play and if, if that is the case uh then you know what you want to see is, is a team that at least knows what they're trying to execute maybe the execution isn't always there but they at least give the appearance of knowing what they want to do and i, I think if you know, Iowa State fans will recognize that and, and understand that even in maybe some of the losses, they'll have a better idea of, of what kind of team they have. Uh, Jeff Goodman reporting that uh, Jalen Cohn, Virginia Tech transfers, cut his list. Oklahoma State, Indiana, Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa State. So they're going all over the country checking out this transfer portal um, as they continue to rebuild and to change that roster around. Sorry, Trent. Tyrese Hunter, that's, uh, I think, the biggest block here. I was told Tyreek LaCour, kid from Des Moines North that was down at South Alabama, entered the portal, maybe had some interest from Iowa State, but Iowa State told him, until we get official confirmation from Tyrese Hunter, we're not even talking to backup point guards. That's how important he is, kind of putting this whole thing together. I know you're not big into recruiting, Dave, but have you heard anything at all on the front for the point guard from Milwaukee, Tyrese Hunter? Uh, well, I can tell you, you know, a little bit of what TJ actually had to say yesterday about it. And, and he likened it to online dating and swiping right, swiping left. He made a little crack about that where he, he doesn't feel like Hunter is looking around. But at the same time, he didn't say, well, Hunter is definitely coming. He's definitely going to honor that commitment to Iowa State. Uh, so it's, it's not, it doesn't sound like it's finalized yet, but it does sound like that's a pretty positive relationship, at least from TJ's point of view that they're going to, you know, have a, a good shot of, of keeping Tyrese Hunter in the fold. And like you said, yeah, he's obviously uh, somebody who's going to be a linchpin for them, not only for next season, but multiple seasons because he's very hi- highly ranked in the recruiting world. He's very talented, and he's a guy who facilitates a lot of things. Tyreek LeCure, I, you know, I remember watching him play 
uh, in high school and was as amazed as anyone at his ability to score. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what Iowa State needs right now mm-hmm. is just one guy who's going to take the ball and look to score in every possession. It's not to say he's selfish. I'm just saying that's his skill set. And whereas what I think Iowa State wants and needs is a guy like Hunter who's going to be more of a distributor, maybe look to score himself when the opportunity arises, but also very willing to spread the ball around, guide the offense as a whole, be the be the leader on the court that, that the Cyclones need. Dave Sproul, KSI in Ames. Baylor playing for national championship on Monday? Yeah, but uh, probably won't uh, win one because Gonzaga just looks so darn good. And I think Baylor, is any, as much as any team, can hang in there and maybe keep it to a small double-digit mm, deficit. But okay. if, if they keep it within 10 by the final score, I'll be uh, surprised on Monday night. Uh, and what football coaches do you does, does the media get this week? Have you uh, seen the list yet? I have, but I don't have it in front of me, gotcha. and I can't remember off the top of my head. But well, we'll, rem- we'll keep an eye on that. Remember who you talked to during the week, and we'll reconvene on Friday, and we'll uh, recap what you heard, all right? You can count on it. Uh, thank you, Dave Sproul. Appreciate KASI 1430 on the AM dial. That's where the clones play in Story County. Dave, have a good weekend. Good luck to your twins on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Appreciate that, guys. You have a great one. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul uh, joining us on Iowa State. Um Within a week, TJ might be the sixth longest tenured coach in the Big 12. Who knows what the roster is going to look like? They're going everywhere, Trent. Good for them. This roster is going to look entirely different. It has to. Absolutely. They lost 20 games again. Back to back years. There are. And they're going to have fans in the building. Uh I mean, they did last year, what, 1,400? Yeah. Something like that. 10%, Mm -hmm. I think, was the capacity. Um, get the excitement back in the program. I think they're doing the right thing. I really do. Got to have a point guard. Yeah. Yep. And if you if you get Hunter, are you able then to bring in a grad transfer to tutor him a little for, bit? Yeah, for, like Kane Morris. That relationship, or is that too much? If you re-recruit and not having the the lengthy relationship that, of course, Prom had, are you able to do that? And then. Oh, by the way, we're bringing in this guy to start in front of you. Mm. And you already kind of get off on a bad mm-hmm. foot. That's going to be tough. Because I still don't think you can go into the year with just one point guard. We we saw it. Rashid Bolton's a really nice player. Yeah, but he's not a point guard. He's not a point guard. Right. Jalen Coleman, Coleman Lance can score. Not a yeah. point guard. Yeah. Tyler Harris would play point guard. That dude's not a point guard, no. even though he's only 5'9". Right. He's gone anyways. Going into a season with really one real point guard, who's a freshman? Uh-huh. That's a little scary, too. Do you know this Jalen Cone kid from uh, from Virginia Tech? I don't remember him. I don't I, I don't either. I watched Vod Tech a couple of times this year. and He averaged nine, nine points a game. Sophomore, uh-huh. 5'10". But he's, he's got Iowa State on the list. I'm not Five? saying they're going to get him. So it would, is he a point guard? I don't think he is. That's just it. Didn't they just do the undersized two-guard thing with Tyler Harris? Yeah. Ugh. 35% from three. Uh, yeah, only got to the free throw line 13 times. Now, this is a spot-up shooter. I don't, I'll be honest, and if Jalen Cohn becomes the third transfer they get, this group of three is pretty underwhelming. I do like the fact that maybe there's more to the Robert Evans thing, that they're recruiting his best friend, who's yeah. at Marquette and average nine, and he's six foot eleven. that that connection may indeed be the reason that... And this sounds like we're... We kind of are, you know, throwing Jones under the bus a little bit. Mm -hmm. We only want you because of your friend who is not even in the transfer portal yet, but the rumors apparently are out there. I don't know. 
They've got now they're going to have two dueling six ten kids and a seven footer in Foster's. They're getting big. They're getting big. If nothing else, they're going to win some games. TJ's going to have some buzz in the bill. I'm not saying they're cutting down the nets. Not saying that at all. But they'll they'll win a few games. Let's see if you can win a few dollars. KXNO wants to help double your stimulus. That's right. Right now is your opportunity to win fourteen hundred dollars by texting the keyword check to two hundred two hundred. That's check to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. And uh, while we have a moment here, we'd normally be less than two weeks away from tax season. Oh, It has yes. been extended May 15th, this year. right? Yeah, it goes to May 15th, and that's a good thing. We, uh, we're both definitely, I think, excited about that. Well, I would have been extension. asking Mike for an extension, yeah. to file an extension for me. But if you need to get your taxes done, Mike Hammond, Vision Financial Services, the place to go. 22nd Street in West Des Moines. Ken and I do our mm-hmm. taxes there each and every year. Mike does a great job. He's fun to talk sports and with on top of it. it's more than taxes, right? Financial yes. advice. Yep. Uh, the 401k stuff. Advice. They do it all. Got a there. small business. They do bookmaking over there. So a lot of different things mm-hmm. they can help you out. It's Vision Financial Services, 1776 22nd Street in West Des Moines. They are between, is it an um, famous Dave's? Yep. And is it an Arby's? There's an Arby's over there. There's also a Culver's over there. Maybe it's Culver's. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It is Culver's. They're between famous Dave's and Culver's yep. on that side of the street, 22nd Street. Mike and Jerry Hammond. Good folks over there. Do you have the phone number? Yeah, you can give them a call. 515-440-1133. 440-1133. Or you can just Google Vision Financial Services. Mike Hammond. It'll pop right up. Uh, we'll take a time out. We will hear from Tom Cakerd next on the Hawks. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 10 or Facebook. Tournament action rolls on this Saturday. Thanks to Bet Rivers, you can have a front row seat to watch and wager on the weekend's tourney matchups. Join us as we broadcast from the front row bar in Clive this Saturday from 2 to 4 as the madness continues. Bet Rivers will be giving away $500 in free play to four lucky winners. You must be 21, have the Bet Rivers Iowa app, and join us this Saturday from 2 to 4 to enter. Don't don't miss it. Tournament action with Bet Rivers and KXNO this Saturday at the Front Row in Clive. Gambling problem? Call one eight. All right, just past eleven thirty on a Friday. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO, one hundred six point three. 15 minutes or so, we'll give you an opportunity, four of you, to jump on in here and try and win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. To the eastern part of the state we go. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Tom Cakert, how are you? Doing well. Happy Easter to you guys. Happy Easter to you, Tom Cakert. Thank you for that. Uh, let's uh, let, Well, let's get into the... Uh, the the latest with the men's basketball program. We'll do football in a, in a couple of minutes as they've got a couple of opportunities for fans finally to get back into Kinnick Stadium and to see the team. And I have a feeling that will be well received. Uh, but any news on the basketball front and any, will this be the year that I'm not going to say McCaffrey, Fran McCaffrey will embrace the transfer portal, but maybe more so than he has in the past, Tom. Well, he's going to have to going to have to go find a big man with, with Jack Dungey leaving. Um, he Tanner just, Groves. He yeah, <laughs> that might 
Well, you're gonna, uh, that might be a package deal. That's okay. Too. The other kid, could, his brother scored 20. The, the, the beard, the center, the uh, Tanner had 35. And is it Ryan Trent? The little brother yeah. had 23 against Kansas. So they can both play, Tom. Take them both. Yeah, take get your uh, anytime you can get the Eastern Washington guys, you're you're good, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're looking for more of uh, you know the traditional center, but that's probably just my speculation at this point. And but we just haven't, you know, Fran's kind of mode of operation with with those guys, the the transfer guys, has always been guys that they've recruited in the past or had some sort of relationship mm. with them. And what complicates it even more is that they don't have the ability to get uh, any visits in at this point. It's just not going to happen. So um, that's um, that's going to be a problem as well. Fran is big on the, the team component, the camaraderie. He loves his guys. Yep. And you hear that in seemingly every press conference. We were joking earlier was the John Stockton comparison to Jack Nungy that he had a few years back. I mean, there, there's been some wild ones out there, Bohannon and Steph Curry. He loves his guys. Is that a reason, too, that maybe he, he doesn't like the portion of the transfer portal and, and filling holes with, with guys that just don't have that relationship with the rest of the team? Yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I'll tell you, I, I have heard things in the past. It's got the guys on the team have a big say in things, and they're like, "Yeah, this guy's not going to fit our mm-hmm. culture here." And it, that is really important to Fran that you just can't have bad guys coming in. Guys are going to be a problem. Guys are going to be a headache because that just detracts from the entire team. And so, if you have those guys on the team, they're just it's going to be a problem and he doesn't want to deal with that. So um, he's walked away from guys over the years that probably could have come that he just didn't that want to deal with uh, the, the headaches that would come with them. So that's why I always think it's going to be somebody that they have a, a trust level with a relationship with. And, uh, um, and that's going to be important for him. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, did you get any wind at all of the uh, of the Nunji situation before it was announced? It seemed to be, well, we knew he was going through the injury and there was going to be a rehab, etc. I-, I think it makes perfect sense. I'm um, delighted to see that the, the, the if I if there was negative blowback, I didn't see any. I think everybody understood uh, that uh, the reason behind their request to, to transfer and to leave the program that was good to see. But did, was there any inkling? that this was going to happen prior to the announcement coming out? Not really. I I had heard probably about two hours before then that it sounded like that was going to happen, but, you know, just kind of working on it just to kind of confirm it, but didn't really do that. And then by the time, I was also kind of working on the, at the same time working on something with the Bohannon thing yeah. uh, earlier that day too, that Jordan was talking about coming back for a sixth year. Uh, for a lot of people uh, recently. So, um, yeah, kind of both those balls were in the air. But I, before then, I didn't. But when I heard the Nunji news, I was like, wow, really? And then, like, 30 seconds later, I was like, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. just makes total sense. And, um, you know, because I initially kind of think, wait, but he's going to start and he's going to have all these minutes. But then you're like, you know what? He's had a horrific year. Uh, personally, and he wants to get back to close to home. 
We got to see a little more of Gundelay late in the season. Came in uh, against Illinois and pushed Kofi around, at least tried a little bit late in the first half of the semifinal game in the Big Ten tournament. He looks like he has slimmed down from what the dude we saw out there in November. He's got a lot of work in front of him. What's a realistic expectation, anticipating there will be another center brought in next year for Josh Gondolay in his second season? Yeah, I was, I, you know, with Nunji coming back, I kind of had Josh penciled in for like maybe 10 to 15 minutes a game or he could come in as a reserve, kind of spell Jack um, and, you know, give him some sort of a presence in the middle. Now it depends what they get, you know. It could, it could be a, a situation where we end up looking at it and uh and they're they're kind of stuck with <laughs> you know i shouldn't say stuck with but that josh is their guy and then you've mm-hmm. got to have one of the murrays play uh kind of the backup post but that's the, uh, the, right now the transfer portal is still growing yeah. i mean it's over a thousand that i i see people who track it pretty closely and they think by like next week it might be 1500 mm-hmm. kids that are in there so we'll see what happens going to be wild, no doubt about it. Let's get to football, Tom, and um, we'll, we'll get to the team in a second. Just the fact that uh, April the 17th and then two weeks later on May the 1st, if everything goes according to plan, uh, Kinnick Stadium will be open. I think, what did I see? Up to 35,000 people. Not saying that there will be 35,000 people that take advantage of that opportunity, but I would be shocked, Tom Cakert, uh, if there's not more folks that would normally go out when it's you know the, the meet and greet, the autograph day, the kids' day that they've had in the past. Uh, the fact that it's free, just an opportunity to do something that you haven't been able to do for crying out loud for, you know, 18 months or whatever it's been. I, I think that that's, um, it, it's a great PR move, uh, by the university, and I think it'll be well received, don't you? Yeah. I, I fans are generally pretty excited about the idea of getting back into Kinnick and at least kind of, you know, even I think a lot of people are just like, hey, let's set up our tailgate and let's get together and hang <laughs> nice. out for a little bit and do our tailgates and, and, and things like that. I don't think there'll be 35,000. Uh, um, you know, normally with those things, it's been tops like 10,000 on a good year. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we'll get 15 um, for each of the things. But it's just going to be nice to have fans in there. And frankly, one of the things that college athletics is going to have to adjust to and college athletes are going to have to adjust to is the fact that you're going to have to be playing. You're going to be playing in front of people again, hmm. uh, especially for the big 10 teams who did not have fans. They had, you know, some parents and the fans and that was it. Some places they didn't even allow that. Yeah. So, Rutgers. Um, I, yeah. Um, Illinois was that way this year hmm. too. They didn't have any even parents in the stands. So, um, yeah, they're, it's going to be, they're going to have, guys are going to have to learn how to play in front of people again, and that's going to be an adjustment. Tom Caker joining us, Hawkeye. When everybody welcomes. <laughs> uh, offensive tackle, yeah. Cody Ince said he could play all five positions. Now he's out for the spring here. And Jack Plum, tell us a little bit. We know the interior, obviously, Linderbaum and a slew of guards that have experience. Outside, though, still a concern to you? Yeah, it, it, it has to be because you don't have that experience to guy. You know, really good if you had Mark Kellenberger coming back because you know he's played there and he's kind of, you know, taking, uh, taking the bullets live in, in battle kind of thing. You know, he's done it. And so you're, you're comfortable with him out there. 
uh, is kind of just a, a guy, not that he's a superstar or anything like that. He's not Tristan Wirfs, but the solid guy that you could brand out there that had experience. And now you don't have that. So that's going to be, um, I, I think, the challenge is figuring out which guys are going to go out there. They've got a lot of options. I mean, uh, they're really high on Mason Richmond uh, as a, um, you know, just in general, be a guard or tackle. Um, they're really high on Tyler Ellsbury. You saw both those guys as true freshmen traveling on the road this year. So that uh, that always tells me that uh, the arrow is pointed pretty highly up. But you've also got a new set of eyes on that offensive line, too, with, you know, it was Tim Polisek's group, and he kind of, uh, you know, ran those guys. And now it's uh, George Barnett that's that's doing that. So you've got the, the different look and a different feel for things, and that's going to be an adjustment as well. Uh, Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, Ferentz's press conference was when? Tuesday? When, whatever it was, earlier in this week. Any takeaways, Tom? Anything that struck you that was memorable four or five days later? <laughs> Not really. I'm trying, I, as you were saying that, I was like, okay, yeah, it was Monday, I think. Was, but okay. I don't really remember anything other than just, you know, I, I had asked him about, you know, if he thought about maybe putting up. Alan Bruce at running back this spring just because oh. he doesn't have bodies. And yeah. he was like, oh, well, I'm just going to, we're kind of planning on him being a wide receiver. So, uh, but it's something they haven't, uh, something they haven't ruled out. But, the, you know, Tyler, Tyler Goodson is not going to see any work this spring, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you? You know what you got with him and risk getting him hurt. And you, Ivory Kelly's not going to play. So it's going to be, um, Sean Williams and Gavin Williams that get all the carries, and they don't really have many other options at running back. So I thought, well, maybe they'll drop Ireland Bruce out there to get him some carries. Speaking of uh, options, we know a couple of names of wide receiver, but nobody big. It's a bunch of small receivers out there. Out of the young group, guys that we haven't seen a whole lot, a guy like a, a Hudson that's been on campus for a couple of years, maybe the Johnson kid from Omaha coming in. Uh, who has the best chance of being that I don't know, big wide receiver that we see on the field? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would I would think it's Hudson just because he does have the size and experience. But uh, there's already, you know, I, I think some expectations slash buzz going with Keegan Johnson. Just mm-hmm. He's a pretty dynamic playmaker, um, kind of along the lines of Amir Smith-Marset, where he's just kind of electric with the ball in his hands. And... Um, I wonder if he's going to find a role some some way somehow to get on the field and they're going to try and get the ball to him. And that's one of the things I was talking to Chuck Long on our podcast the other day about just how they, you know, that's big, that's one of the biggest uh, changes that Chuck has seen with Iowa the last few years is they, they're kind of figuring out how to get the ball to those dynamic playmakers better as an offense. And that's going to help them. Keegan Johnson, how tall? Six, one, six, six two, two. Yeah. Something like that. He's about 6'1". Yeah. You know who they're raving about? The, the Nebraska media is raving about, about this spring? Fedone? Let me get no. Oliver Martin. Ding, ding, oh. ding! <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Tom, great stuff, Tom Caker. We will talk to you in a week's time. Who are you betting? You don't know the spread. What is it? Gonzaga be, what did I see? Five and a half, six yep, if it's right Baylor? Range. Um, does that seem like enough points to you, Tom, if that's what we get Monday? Um, oh boy, I... I would think that I think it, the spread's going to really depend on how these teams look uh, in their first two um, first two games or the first, the final four games. But if Gonzaga goes out there and rolls, it, 
Boy, everybody's just going to load up on Gonzaga on Monday, yeah. aren't they? Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I so. anticipate they're going to go out there and roll. Tom, we got to roll. Oh, uh, one quick one. Baseball. Uh, I had a question somebody wanted me to ask you. Big Ten's only playing conference games. Iowa's got to get on their horse to, to make the tournament. But uh, how much is that going to impact them getting back to the NCAA tournament? It's probably a lot. Um, they, they're off to a kind of a, a, a slow start, but they were their schedule is really front loaded with you know the Michigans and stuff like that early, and they're playing a lot of the best teams early on, and they're trying to figure their pitching staff out too. Yeah, but I suspect Rick's team's going to come on strong here in the next uh, couple series and, and play pretty well and, and and get back above you know the five hundred and get get rolling in the right direction. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you a week from today. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Right now, first four callers get in. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway, 284-5966, If you haven't played or won in the last month, you are eligible right now. We'll give you the games. Uh, you give us the answers. The winner gets 35 The runner-up gets $25. If you're getting a ring, that means you are in. 284-5966. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway next on 1460 KXNO. And what Have a home with us. For all of your and your family's eye care needs, make it Elite Eye Care. Dr. Ethan Heisman, Dr. Heidi Bell, and Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home. From eye exams to contact lenses, eyeglasses to sunglasses, make Elite Eye Care your local optometrist. Set up your next eye care appointment with Elite Eye Care, 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines, and online at idoctordesmoines.com. KXNO. Trent Condon here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always paid for by NHTSA. Hi, Miller and Condon. Ten minutes before noon. Let's get right to it. Claxton's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Online, ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com. In business in Altoona for just a shade under 25 years. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, we'll give you a $35 gift certificate from Claxton's. The runner-up gets 25 Bill, Jim, Eddie, and RJ in that order. Bill is first. Hello, Bill. How are you? Great. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter to you, Bill. Uh, Gonzaga, 14.5-point favorite over UCLA. I'll take Gonzaga. Baylor, 5.5 to Houston. Baylor. Now, uh... The Cubs, they play twice this weekend, only twice against the Pirates. No game today. So will Brizzo, Rizzo Bryant, hit a home run? 
Just one of them. No. Gotcha. No. White Sox Angels, Sunday night baseball. Who do you want? Angels. And the tiebreaker, Twins and Brewers. They have a two-game set left this weekend as well. Uh, Total run scored. Closest without going over Saturday and Sunday. 18. 18. Bill, have a good weekend. Thank you. All right. Thank you, too. Yep. Good to talk to you. Uh, Jim is next with Miller and Condon. Hello, Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, 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 good. Good to hear from you. Gonzaga, 14.5-point favorite over UCLA. Gonzaga. All right. Uh, Baylor, 5.5 over Houston. I'm going to say Houston. Brizzo. Will they hit a home run? Um, No. Just one of them has to. Okay, no for that. Uh, White Sox, Angels, Sunday night baseball is Dylan Cease versus Otani. Oh, I'll say Angels. Angels for you. Twins, Brewers, Saturday, Sunday combined to score how many runs? Uh, 13. 13. Jim, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, Eddie is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Eddie. Hello. Uh, Gonzaga, 14.5 point favorite over UCLA. Let's take UCLA. Baylor, 5.5 over Houston. Houston. Will Rizzo or Bryant hit a home run this weekend? Yes. White Sox Angels, Sunday night baseball? Uh, White Sox. Tiebreaker, closest without going over. Twins and Brewers. Total runs scored in that uh, two-game set Uh, that's left. 22. 22. Eddie, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And RJ brings Claxons to a close. Hello, RJ. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, Gonzaga is a 14.5-point favorite over UCLA. I'm going to go with UCLA. All right. Baylor, 5.5 to Houston. Baylor. Brizzo hit a home run? Yeah. White Sox Angels, Sunday night baseball. Um, White Sox. And total runs, Twins and Brewers, they have a Saturday-Sunday set left. Um, We'll go with 10 runs. 10 it is, RJ. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest. Any consensus? No consensus. Good. Brizzo hit a home run this weekend? Yes. Do you think they will? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's the Pirates after all. Yeah, but... Wind might be blown out one of the days. It was blown in yesterday. It was. Fair point. Yep. Um, and then what, uh, the Cubs had two hits? Yeah. Some crazy. That's ridiculous. Two hits, 11 walks. <laughs> not going to win a lot that, of games. No. Not going to win a lot of games. Have right. you already readjusted your expectations for the Cubs? Because you've been trying to talk yourself into well, eh, I bet the Brewers gonna... don't forget. What? I know that. But you uh, also were trying to sell me that the Cubs yeah. are going to be decent. You know I want them to be decent. I know you I'm, want them to be. I, I want them to be because I believe that they move the baseball needle in Des Moines. They do. And I think it'd be. I think we'll keep more of our audience this summer. Because mm-hmm. summer is the most difficult time for us to do this. Yes, it just it's, is. It's what our market right? is. Yeah. The two needle movers are on hiatus mm-hmm. <laughs> after spring football. Uh, so I think we need the Cubs to be good. So maybe that's why I'm trying to talk to myself into them being good. Let me tell you after Arietta pitches on Saturday. That'll be enough for you. Well, I need to see him look like Jake Arietta. Yeah. I think they're going to stink. Yeah, I know you do. Boy, they stunk yesterday. They did. It was so nice to see fans at Wrigley or every every everywhere. Ballpark. Yes, every ballpark. How about your Just Blue Jays. I told How you about to grab those them on Blue Jays. I grabbed huh? them on the money line too. I was very happy about that. The walking into Yankee Stadium and taking one from the Yanks. Did I uh, tell you I had the under in the Twins game on top of it yesterday? Did you? At seven and a half. Oh boy. So it's five two. You're home free. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Isn't betting fun? Baseball betting. I, I'm I'm ready for the grind again, but it is you know, a grind. And let me remind you, during the playoffs in October, you, I don't want to say made a potful, mm-hmm. did very well with the first five-inning bet. That's right. And I jumped on one of them yesterday, and it didn't come in. It was actually the first game of the day. It was the Tigers-Indians. I was in the Indians' first five. In the five. snowstorm? But yeah, you're right. First fives, and I really started, did. Thank you for jogging my memory. Uh, who do you like in basketball? Final four. You're going to lay the fourteen and a half against UCLA. I'm laying it, and I'm still on that under in the Houston Baylor game. That I think that's my favorite one of the weekend. Gotcha. Well, I just hope they're good games. I don't think the late one will be. I have a feeling that Baylor Houston could be. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, one o'clock. Murph and Andy are here. Fanatics are here t- at three tomorrow morning. Saturday morning pregame that kicks off at eight a.m. More local programming on Saturday. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 and 106.3 FM.